Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop, which is taking place on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer to sign up. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to identify simple solutions and systems that will make a massive difference and ripple effect inside of your center. I'm going to help you create efficiency where you need it most and understand what is causing your school to feel so hectic and where those big pain points are. We're going to clarify your center's priority system to improve this summer. I'm going to show you how to audit those systems. We're going to define your desired outcomes, and you're going to leave the workshop with a simple plan that will make huge impact. And by simple, I mean very simple. No complex, no multi-step processes. Super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer, and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, up-level your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Khani Wolshansky. I'm a mom of four under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Schools of Excellence podcast. Today is a really special episode because I'm giving you an inside look into a framework that I designed just in time for our upcoming Summit of Excellence. So our Summit of Excellence is our annual event for school leaders, owners, and directors. And this year's theme is building legacy through values-based leadership. So we'll be dedicating an entire day specifically to culture building because value sits at the center of culture building. And so a new framework that I designed is called the Culture Decoder. Today, I'll be sharing some highlights of how to use this framework. And if you like this, you may want to consider joining us at the Summit of Excellence. Half of our tickets are sold already, as this is a 45-person exclusive application-only event. It's for leaders who are really serious about building value-based schools. So if this is you, then I encourage you to fill out an application to our owners, HQ, or directors in our circle, and you can learn more about the program and this event. So today's conversation, will be diving into what is company culture and what it's not. I'm going to help you identify the current state of your company culture and help you invite you to think about some ways of where you want it to be. We're going to understand the emotions that drive behavior and mindset and determine some of your roadmaps for success. So let's start with what is company culture and what it's not. The culture of a company is a set of shared core values and practices that define an organization both internally for employees and externally as part of its public image. So we need to remember that culture is not just what you're projecting outwards. It's also what is internally for your internal clients, quote unquote. The more well-defined a company culture is, the more likely they are to attract and retain top talent that prioritizes shared values. Great company values are not just about attracting top talent. I've seen a lot of people attract top talent and not be able to retain them. Retaining your top talent 
who understands how to prioritize and make decisions based on values is the game you're playing. Remember, a ping pong table is not culture. It's the conversation around the ping pong table that defines your culture. So there's a lot of components of a company culture, and we're going to zero in on just a couple today. But high level is a company culture is unique to each individual organization. Okay, remembering that culture is about mission and values. It's about the relationships between leadership and employees. It's about professional development and growth opportunities. It's your promotional strategy. It's your retention strategy. It's your employee acknowledgement strategy. It's an employee and leader's behavioral mindset. Company culture is not secret Santa gift exchanges. It's not karaoke nights, beanbag chairs, gift cards, or catered lunches. These are tactics or routines and rituals that line up to whatever your values are, right? We have to understand the difference. First, you have to decide the values. Those are decided a lot based on emotions and mindset that you're going after that you want in your company organization. And then you choose routines and rituals and tactics that help you practice and live through the company values, right? That's another framework that I'm going to be introducing at the Summit of Excellence that I designed called the Cultural Ritual Canvas. And the Cultural Ritual Canvas helps leaders choose and design rituals that actually help solidify their core values. And I'll be releasing this at the Summit of Excellence this year as well. So how do you really identify your current culture, right? There's so many ways to decode a culture. And I think it's really important when I create frameworks and content, I really look at it from the lens of what is going to be the most digestible and easy for leaders to process and understand so that they can use these frameworks and systems to help them with their organization. I'm not looking to create something that is very complex or makes me look really smart. That's not the point of it, right? The point is it should be usable, digestible, relatable. So there's a lot of ways you could look at your culture, right? You could look at employee turnover or communication or work-life balance. You can look at negative reputation. There's so many things that you could be looking at and it can feel overwhelming, right? It could feel overwhelming when you think of your company of like, where do I begin? (laughs) What step do I take next? How do I know if my culture is even in trouble? How do I know if my culture may be vulnerable right now? Maybe I'm heading towards some toxicity. So what I've seen with leaders in the path that's most digestible, every single week I speak with owners and directors, okay? And when I say every week, I mean every single week, okay? And the reason that I talk to leaders Every single week at this stage of growth in the company, right? Many people, when they bring their businesses to this stage where schools of excellence is, the CEO and founder is not talking to the clients every single week, right? They have coaches, they have team members, they have all these people that are speaking to the actual clients and employees. And we have a team of amazing people. Michalina is my head of product and VP of operations. She talks to clients all the time. Sarah's our head of client relations. She speaks to clients. But one thing that I will never stop doing, no matter how big the company gets, is speaking to clients every single week. And here's why. When I talk to clients, when I talk to leaders, that is how you keep your pulse on what's happening. I don't talk ethereal concepts. We speak concepts that make sense to you, that are relatable. They're real. They're real time. They're by real people, real stories. 
And so the reason I share this with you is because you need to understand that the biggest secret to your success in consistently growing your center from a base of company values, never stop talking to the people that you're serving. The moment you become disconnected in that kind of way is the moment you lose your pulse on what you're trying to create and build. Okay. Now, Everyone wants to build a different type of organization. Everyone's trying to build whatever it is you're trying to build, right? For us, it is critical that the content that we put out, right? Because a big part of our company is our training portion, our coaching portion. In order to be able to train and coach effectively at the highest standard that I've created for our company, for Schools of Excellence, I need to be speaking to the people to hear in their voice, their tone of voice, their facial expressions, their body language, the words that they're using. That's how I'm able to create stellar content. Okay, so if you're a business owner, you're listening to this and you're like, why am I disconnected? How come I don't know what's going on in my company? What's happening? You may be really disconnected, actually not hearing the voices of the people that you're serving now. Let's go back high level because I went down, I went all the way down for a moment just to give you some practical application. So when I talk to clients and owners and directors, right, I'm looking for patterns. I'm looking for what are they consistently saying? How do I find patterns? Well, I do what all Olympians and pro athletes do. What do Olympians and pro athletes do? They watch the game film. I'm going to say that again. Olympians and pro athletes, people who play at the top of their game, they are the best in the world. They watch the game film. They go back and they watch their performance on video and they look at, oh, where can I improve? Where did I do well? Can I move my body a half a millisecond this way and then maybe I could score the goal, right? They're already at the top of their game. They're the freaking best in the world. They're Olympians but they're constantly looking how to improve their performance. How do you improve your performance? You watch the game film. So how do I, as a business owner, consistently put out content and create frameworks and IP that is relevant to the listener? I watch the game film. What's the game film? Well, the game field is going back and watching conversation that I have with clients, going back and watching coaching sessions, going back and watching our previous events, looking at people's body language, looking at people's facial expressions, looking at how they're interpreting concepts, looking at what I'm saying, and then going back and creating. This is how the masters create content. This is how Olympians show up. Schools of Excellence is an Olympic business. We run like an Olympian and Olympians watch the game film. So when I was watching the game film over many, many months, what is the thing that consistently comes up? What is the easiest way for leaders to digest culture? The emotional behaviors, the emotional behaviors that come up, because that is what gets the leaders most frustrated it's where they get dysregulated the fastest. It's where it is most challenging for them to sit uncomfortable. It's what keeps them up at night. See, unpleasant feelings and emotions are just as crucial as the enjoyable ones. Because they help you with life's ups and downs. Without negative, you cannot evaluate your experiences. True sense of satisfaction. Okay, this is Tori Rodriguez. And so emotions are data that inform your behavior. 
So if we want to be able to inform company culture, we have to understand the behaviors and emotions that are taking place in our organization. But so many people are afraid of looking at negative emotions. Well, we want to be positive. We want to be solution oriented. Fantastic. In order to be positive and solution oriented, you have to understand the negative emotions. You see, we have become a society that is so driven by fear. We are so driven by fear that we become afraid of the wrong things. I'm going to say that again. We are a society that is so driven by fear that we've become afraid of the wrong things. A happy life is not free of suffering. A happy life is not free of negative emotions. A great culture is not free of negative tensions or negative emotions or negative mindsets. It requires integrating both the negative and the positive that lives already inside of you. We need to learn how to take negative emotions and see it as data points to work through. You see, human experience needs contrast. You cannot experience joy if you don't know how to experience sorrow. You cannot experience peace if you don't know how to experience anger. You cannot experience courage if you don't know how to experience fear. Negative and positive emotions are two sides of the same coin. The problem is, is we live in a society of so much shame and blame that leaders feel ashamed when they feel a negative experience or an emotion. Stop. Everyone feels negative experience and emotions. It's actually a really good thing. It's actually a really good thing because suppressing the cultural tension in your in your center is like squeezing toothpaste with the cap on. The harder you try to silence it, make nothing of it or turn it positive, the harder it will fight its way out. You have to learn how to sit in the tension first. Then you slowly and gracefully move through it. So what is the culture decoder? It's about looking at emotions and behaviors. You need to understand what is going on in your organization so you can understand the culture that you want to build, so you can understand, do the values that I have created align with this, right? So many times I had a call two weeks ago with an owner and she has three locations. And so she has a team of about six or seven leaders on her leadership team. And she was talking about how she's very frustrated about one of her leaders who just demonstrate complacency, right? Just a lack of like pushing themselves and moving forward. And she's like, I really want to change that. I'm like, okay, which company value demonstrates the need and the desire to practice growth mindset and the need and the practice to push yourself to excellence? So she paused for a minute. She looks at her company value. She's like, none of them. I'm like, okay. So my next question is, if it's not a value, right? Is this something that's important to become a value or is this a personality thing that is uncomfortable for you and you don't like it because you have very strong work ethic and you don't like that someone on the team doesn't have strong work ethic? You have to understand, are you dealing with a personality thing that you don't like? Are you dealing with an attitude that you don't like? Or is this no one second? This is actually a values mismatch. We have a value in organization called excellence. And now that doesn't practice out with this leader. So this is a mismatch, right? You have to understand where the value sits in relation to the activity, right? The number one company value in schools of excellence is legendary service, not service, legendary service, right? What does it mean to create legendary service for our clients, 
What does it mean to create legendary service at our summit of excellence, right? This is how we decide where we spend money at the event, which sponsors we bring to the event, what type of food we bring to the event, where the event is, the venue. All of those things are thought about through the lens of legendary service. So let's go back. We're trying to understand what are the core emotions and behaviors. Well, we need to understand the core tension in your organization, right? What is causing the most tension that you feel it inside of your body, that if you resolved this tension in the company, it would have a positive ripple effect on the entire organization. So I'll give you an example, right? Sometimes on coaching calls, I have owners or directors kind of talking in circles, right? It's like, oh, and then the leader did this, and then this thing happened, and then the teacher said this and they were playing the victim and they were deflecting and no one was being responsible and they're going around in circles, right? Well, what if we took all of those circles and all of those examples and we stripped it down to one core tension? We as a company need to move from playing victim to personal responsibility. That is the core tension of this company. That is the core dysfunction in this culture is people play victim. And so the tension is we need to move from victim to personal responsibility. When you look at it like that, it's like, okay, so the culture that we have in our organization is a victim culture, and we want to move it to personal responsibility and accountability. That's the core tension that we want to work through. Now, you might be sitting here and thinking, well, I have so many tensions I want to work through. There's so many things that I want to work on. I'm sure, right? The culture decoder the framework is going to help you unpack and understand what is the core tension that you need to solve in order to move on to the next one, right? So I'm sharing a couple of examples, but the exercise is what helps you identify, well, this is the tension, like this is where it's at, right? One of the things that we do at the summit and I do in all our calls is root cause analysis, right? This is what our company is most known for is root cause analysis, really diving into what is at the root of this problem. Well, we have to work through a series of exercises and questions to get to the root of the problem. You see, a lot of people are very quick to give advice. I'm not. Because advice, tips and tricks, strategies, that is the lowest level of coaching. It's the lowest form of advice, actually. The highest form of advice and coaching The highest form are great questions, great frameworks to work through. Because let me tell you a little secret. Everything that you need is already inside of you. You don't need people to tell you what to do. You're very smart. You're very wise. You have a lot of experience. But everything is all mumble jumbled in your head, right? It's the classic. You can't read the wine label if you're in the wine. You can't see the trees when you're in the forest. So, Great mentorship and great leadership and being surrounded by the right people help ask you good questions, provide you with great exercises and frameworks. And now you're like, oh, got it. That's what it is. Right. That's what our directors inner circle is about. That's what our owners HQ is about. That's what our summit of excellence is about. It's not about a bivy of ideas and spitballing a million different ways for you to do things. That's not what mentorship and coaching is about. It's not. You can find ideas for free on Google. Go search them. There's a bajillion of them. That's not why you listen to this podcast. 
You're here because you're looking to disrupt your thinking. You're here because you're trying to elevate your mindset. You're here because you're trying to get to the root of what's really going on in the organization. Great. You need good questions and frameworks to help you get there. So let's continue here. So if we're looking at the core dysfunctions, right, and the tensions, then we have to identify what are the company values? What is the mission and vision of the company? Is the mission and vision connected with the company values that we've chosen, right? Values is a hard game to play. You can't just rip off of someone else's value and be like, oh yeah, I like the value of personal responsibility. Oh, I love that value of legendary service. Okay, are you ready to put time, money, people, energy, and resources into legendary service? Because if you're not, it's not your value, right? Oh, I like the value of integrity. Great. Are you ready to do whatever it takes to uphold that value of integrity? Don't just pick words because they they sound nice to you, right? So how do we understand the emotions and behaviors that are involved in your culture right now? Okay, well, the first step I'm going to give you, which is part of the culture decoder framework, one of the steps is conducting a scan of the work week, right? It's noting the emotions that you feel and that you see people feeling in a week, okay? What does that mean? Well, are you feeling stressed? That's an emotion that you're feeling. Okay. Are you seeing certain behaviors like people are not delegating properly? Maybe you are noticing that I don't really like anyone. Like I'm not excited about seeing people. I'm not excited about connecting with people. I just want to be left alone. That's a behavior. That's an emotion where you're like, I feel disconnected. Okay. Well, that's maybe not your usual MO. Maybe you actually do like people and right now you don't. Well, there's a reason for that, right? Are you feeling brain fog? Are you feeling like you're in the weeds a lot? Are you finding yourself getting frustrated very quickly? Are you noticing you're getting dysregulated? Are you noticing a lot of conflict in the office? Are you noticing yourself getting pissed at your team? Are you noticing a lot of back talking, people talking about each other versus talking to each other? What are you noticing? The emotions, the behaviors sit in the feelings, right? The reason we don't do this is because we are afraid to feel these feelings. And I'm here to tell you, like I said in the beginning of the episode, it's okay to feel the discomfort. The leader who expands the capacity to tolerate discomfort is the leader who will always win. Because too many people are always pushing away every negative emotion that they're feeling. And so they never let the emotion teach them what the next step is. Your anger is there to teach you something. Your frustration is there to teach you something. The pissed off feeling is there to teach you something. There's something there that needs to be learned. And unless you get quiet and listen to that pissed off feeling, it's going to keep coming back to you until you learn it. Right? Brene Brown's got a great quote, and I'm going to butcher it here, but she talks a lot about how like you have to learn the same thing over and over and over and over again until you finally learned its lesson, right? You're going to experience the same emotion again and again and again and again until you finally learn how to sit in that anger and understand the root of the anger so that you can learn to number of things, right? Either reduce the triggers Learn how to manage the emotion better, right? So learning how to sit in that discomfort or completely eliminate the trigger. 
right? This is a whole separate conversation about learning how to tolerate discomfort, learning how to lean into discomfort. I did multiple trainings on this in our Owners HQ program at Directors Inner Circle on strategic advisory, which is a weekly mindset session that I do with our clients. So we have to understand the emotions and behaviors and mindset, right? We have to understand what we're feeling. So your exercise for this coming week is to actually just start scanning, right? And just start with yourself. Please don't look at everyone else first. This is like the default response of leaders. Oh, this is such a great exercise. Hani told me to look at everyone's emotions. I'm going to be observing everyone. No, observe yourself. Observe yourself, observe your emotions, observe your pissed off levels, observe your heart rate, observe your breathing, observe your pulse, observe your body language, observe your facial expressions, observe your tone of voice, observe the way you walk around the building. Observe the way you walk into a classroom and out of a classroom. Observe the way you walk into meetings. Observe the way your shoulders are, the way you stand. Observe yourself. Be an observer of your own behaviors and emotions before you look at everyone else. The leader who right away looks at everyone else is the escaping leader. It's the leader who says, oh, when everyone else gets better, then I'm going to get better. No, my friend, that's not leadership. When you get better, everyone else gets better. When you get better, everyone else gets better, not the other way around. Not, oh, when my team finally starts showing up, then I'll start being pissed, stop being pissed off all the time. When everyone completes their deadlines, then I'll be less stressed out. It doesn't work like that. That's not leadership. That's toddlerhood. That's teenagers. You're a grown up. You're a leader. Leaders don't do that. Leaders look at themselves, they regulate themselves, they take care of themselves, they learn how to manage themselves. And then they support and elevate others. They don't say, oh, when everyone else is going to do their job, I'm going to be less stressed. No, we don't do that. You're a grown up now. So what's next, right? How do we pull this all together here? I took you in a lot of different directions here. I took you on a long journey over the last 25 minutes, right? We started with understanding what's this culture decoder? What is company culture? What is it not? How do we understand what the actual behaviors and emotions that we have to look at? I spoke about tolerating discomfort. We spoke about understanding that as a society, we are so driven by fear that we become afraid of the wrong things. We're forgetting that pain and negative emotions are two sides of the same coin right? You have to experience sorrow to experience joy. Stop suppressing the cultural tensions on your team. Understand what are the tensions you're trying to solve actually. So my next steps for you that I want to invite you into is be an observer of yourself, your own emotions, your own behaviors, your own mindset. And if you want to take this further, And you want to understand, okay, after I do that, how do I do that with my team? How do we sit together in a team meeting and look at this culture decoder and understand what is the core cultural tension that we need to solve? Then I would love for you to join us at the Summit of Excellence. I'd love for you to be one of the 45 people that are going to be joining us in person in Miami, Florida, February 28th, March 1st and 2nd. We're going to be at the Brisa on the Bay. We're spending three days together really focusing on building your legacy through values-based leadership. And this is a core part of the event that we're going to be working through. And the reason the event is only for 45 people, because you can't work through an exercise like this with 100 people in the room or with 500 people or with 1,000 people in the room. 
there's a way to work through this exercise, right? It starts with deep contemplation by yourself and then reflection. And then we're going to work into small pods. And then you're going to get feedback from one another. And then I'm going to come into the group and provide some more direction, right? And then you're going to leave with your culture decoder in hand. Because in the next session, we're going to work through the culture ritual canvas. You're going to take those tensions and understand, well, what are the rituals, routines, habits that we need to bring into our center that will support letting go of these tensions, right? Everything needs to work in perfect synergy and harmony together right? This is why this is done in a small setting because you need that experience and less sensory overload to be able to work through this. That's why it's designed this way. So love to invite you to apply. Check out the link in the show notes to our Directors Inner Circle Earners HQ program. This event is for members and their teams only. This is why you need to be a member before you join us at this event. And I want to thank you for joining me for Decoding Your Culture Part 1. Next week, we're going to dig into the next layer of what it means to create and build your school of excellence. Thanks so much for joining me here today. Take care. If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, I would love if you can do two things for me. One, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders all around the world. Thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us. Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024-2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.